What's up? Welcome to Muse Room. My name's Katie, and I will be your host as we meander into the lives of inspiring and creative people. Before I decided to start a podcast, I had a yearning for a sense of community and a desire to put something out into the world. That yearning and desire quickly manifested into my very own piece of podcast real estate. Muse Room is going to be a hub for makers and thinkers, a space where people can share their ideas and talk about the things that inspire them. In each episode, you can listen to the conversations that I will be having with all kinds of creative people like wellness experts, writers, dancers, jewelry makers, herbalists, restaurant owners, bloggers, maybe even other podcasters, and basically anyone that is delving into the work that they truly want to be doing. So before I share my first interview with you, I want to take a moment to thank two really rad people that helped me make Muse Room into the virtual space I wanted it to become. My album art was created by the lovely Michaela Miller. She creates artwork that is otherworldly. And in addition to her being an artist, she has one of the most unique singing voices I have ever heard, and she's so funny. Go follow her on Instagram at shutupmeek. My groovy intro music is by my good old homie, Evan of Smokeface Productions. Go follow him on Instagram at smokefacetv. Every day he posts a video of himself making funky beats, so go follow him if you're into that sort of thing. Alright, I don't want to keep you waiting much longer, so let's get into the interview. Today, I'm sharing a conversation I had back in February with Samantha Phillips. She is the owner of Venus and Aquarius Apothecary. I'm really grateful that I had the chance to meet her. She is such a calming presence, and that made it so easy for me to talk to her. So I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. If you heard anything in the episode, like books we mentioned and stuff like that, check the show notes. All right. Well, I really want you to hear everything Sam had to say, so I will stop rambling. Enjoy, and thank you so much for listening. All right. Thank you for listening to the podcast, everyone. Today's guest is Samantha, the owner of Venus and Aquarius Apothecary. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you doing yeah, this. Of course. So. Um, before we get into what you do, I was wondering maybe if you could talk about something that has been inspiring you or maybe catching your attention. At the moment? Like because of the new year? or Yeah, I mean, anything. Could be recent, like last year, last month, maybe today, last week. Um, honestly, I like the seasons when I'm not really working on a show mm-hmm. and I'm not like go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. These are like the times where I like to be very... Um, kind of like moving very slow and just Mm -hmm. like taking care of myself and just kind of like getting inspiration from the season's transitions. Yeah. And so I have a lot of inspiration like that happens around spring. Mm Winter is very inspiring for me as well in the autumn. So when I'm constantly moving with the shows, it's sort of like, I mean, I'm doing the business thing, but I get really inspired by the season's transitions. That's cool. So what about winter inspires you? You know, it's, interesting that um when you follow like the wheel of the year winter I mean our ancestors it was kind of like a time to like kind of like be hermits or mm-hmm. I mean obviously not everybody is I'm not <laughs> but um to go inward you know look within yourself and just you know not rush around mm-hmm. and I know uh, people always mention about like the hustle the hustle which is like you know important because we have bills to pay and stuff but just like not rushing around, just being mm-hmm. still, like enjoying the stillness, mm-hmm. enjoying being. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah, I really like that. Because yeah. especially in this day and age, it's really easy for people to oh, forget gosh. that. <laughs> yeah, no, I struggle with that actually myself. But, 
you know, this winter has been pretty cold. Mm -hmm. So I've been like able to like stay in and just do some stuff, like focus on some creative projects that Mm -hmm. are just for like myself, you know, doing stuff around my my apartment and whatnot Mm -hmm. and just like experimenting with some new products. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. Yeah. So you said spring as well. What about spring? Is that more like rejuvenation kind of? Yeah. So it's kind of cool how like each season like offers something different. Mm -hmm. So spring, like everything's going into bloom. Mm-hmm. everything's blossoming so like a lot of like ideas are being like blossomed into fruitation mm-hmm. so it's kind of cool so like when you work with the seasons like I find that really magical in mm-hmm. my opinion and I think people are slowly like going back to that going yeah. back to that like going with the season like with spring the things you've been working on like in the shadows in winter when it's cold and dark and whatnot are slowly being brought into fruitation. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of beautiful. And plus, it's, like, nice out. You want to be outside. Everything's, mm-hmm. like, alive. It's, yeah. like, when you open the windows. <laughs> yeah, I like that, to have more awareness about. Yeah. Because the seasons definitely affect us, and I guess not all of us think that way. So yeah. that's cool. I'll have to really think about that more. Mm-hmm. Um, so go ahead and just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, maybe what you do, where you're from, your name, all that good yeah, stuff. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm Samantha, but I go by Sam. Uh, I am a longtime Cleveland resident. I grew up here. I'm back here. <laughs> um, yeah, so I started my business. Honestly, it was just one of those things that I didn't even see coming. It just sort of I guess, I don't know, I read a book, well, it's funny when I do more work about like learning about um, ideas floating around in the universe. I don't know if you're familiar with the Liz Gilbert book, Big Magic? Yes. Okay, and how like ideas are like floating around in the universe and they Mm -hmm. just plop on your head or plop on other people's head because ideas are just energy floating Mm -hmm. around and it was just one of those random things. This was like four, oh my gosh, well, maybe November 2013 where I was just going about my day and I had like an idea and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it just like shook me and you know you get like that full of electricity like Mm -hmm. you're frozen yourself like oh my gosh and I just got inspired from that day because these are little hobbies that I've been studying with for a long time and I never thought in a million years I would be making a business out of this because you know I want to be a dietitian I have health background and uh, I was a barista at the time, and I never really thought that that was something I wanted to do. So I launched two years later with a lot of like research and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's very interesting to me. That's cool because I kind of went through the same thing with starting this podcast. Yeah. Um, I was just like driving to Worcester on one of my days where I have to drive all the way to Worcester from here. Oh gosh. Yeah. And. Um, <laughs> I had thought about starting podcasts. I was like, hmm, that might be an interesting idea, but I didn't think that I could actually do that. Like, who, why, why should I start a podcast? What do I have to say? But then Plenty it, of things. Yeah, yeah, it popped into my head again, and I was like, wait, that was just my fear talking. Like, there you go, yeah. Right, like, mm-hmm. and it just consumed me totally, and from that day on, I was just like, I have to do this. Fear is one of the things that... Um, inhibited me from launching sooner Mm -hmm. because I was so big on perfection Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be like perfect in my head in my head I had this like set idea of how I wanted things even though my 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 product was great I wanted my packaging to be different and it took me a while to like get past that right and then realize like hey Sam learn as you go Mm -hmm. you don't need to know everything right now make some mistakes learn from them Mm -hmm. it's okay you know all the 
everyone that has done that, that mm-hmm. have like followed their dreams. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've been thinking about that actually a lot lately. Is I read. Have you heard of the book Spirit Chunky by Gabrielle Bernstein? Never, never actually. You should read it. It's cool. She talks a lot about um, how not you shouldn't let yourself be led by fear or your ego. That you should be led by love. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. So I've been thinking about that, especially with this, like. Like I said before we started recording, I was going to wait and, like, research and Mm -hmm. figure out how to interview, you know, do all those things. But then I was just like, no, just Just just, wing it. Yeah, just Mm -hmm. do it. And like you said, you learn as you go. And and it doesn't matter if you're perfect right away. Yeah. It'll evolve. And what is perfection anyway? Mm -hmm. It doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So definitely I've been thinking a lot about that. Um. So you already kind of started talking about this, but can you tell us a little bit more about how your business came to be? Yeah, so, okay, so I've been studying astrology, so it was like a hobby since I was in high school. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, I found it fascinating, and it wasn't something that I really delved deep in back then. I, like, read Dinky Horoscopes, you know, Mm -hmm. talked about, like, signs and their characteristics, you know, my friends and I would joke about it. Um, When I was in college, actually, and this is something that I think about regularly and I think is one of the main giveaways was when I was in college, I would spend time looking at charts and spend time looking at placements instead of doing my homework or writing papers or studying and whatnot. I mean, like I didn't, I got my degree and everything, but I just was so distracted because astrology was all I could think about. And I was just so fascinated by it. And I think the main reason why is because you know, and there's people that like debunk it and think it's Mm -hmm. like pseudoscience and not real, but Honestly, we are so small compared to what's out there in the universe. How are we to know, you know, think about it for a minute about like when there's a full moon that there's like waves, Mm -hmm. the waves increase like in bodies of water. Uh, The moon rules the element water and we are compromised of like what, like 80%, 85%, something, one of those percentages of water and how it influences our emotions and influences us. So who's to say that astrology isn't real? And to be honest, like when I, it's really gotten me more aware. I've become more aware of my light and shadow aspects of learning about my chart. So Mm -hmm. honestly, learning more about like what makes me tick and what I need to work on and kind of like looking myself like, yeah, you know, I I do that a lot actually (laughs) and becoming more aware of it Mm -hmm. has been like huge. And then with aromatherapy, so I kind of grew up in like, not like a hippie household, but like mm-hmm. a kind of, I, I don't know how to describe it, but like there was a lot of like alternative medicine and a lot of like herbal medicine in my home. Mm-hmm. And I kind of come accustomed to it at like an early age. Mm-hmm. And I was always really fascinated by it. Um, but I never like really used it for myself, probably until I was away in college for like my headaches and whatnot. But herbalism, I've always like been familiar with like herbs and um like their properties and I've always been fascinated by it, but I never like took that extra step of like doing something with it, like making my own tea or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, delving really deep and learning about like the properties of each of them. I just really liked herbs and being around them Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So one day when I had this like moment, I just thought, I'm like, okay, well, I'm a scent, I'm a scentsy person, you know, I like things that smell good. Right. You know, I'm, I was a huge perfume person, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> back in the day. And I thought, well, okay, what if I created something for, like, each sign? 
you know, toxin-free, mm-hmm. all natural, no toxic fragrance oils or anything mm-hmm. that help balance and bring out the light and shadow aspects of each mm-hmm. zodiac sign with the power of herbs and essential oils. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I can make like all natural perfumes for zodiac signs. Right. You know, and it just like clicked. And I'm like, honestly, it took a lot of trial and error to like figure out the scents because I wanted them to smell good as well as work. Mm-hmm. And aromatherapy, like our olfactory nerves are so potent. Mm-hmm. And the power of scent alone can like take you back to like past memories mm-hmm. and take you back to like a happy time in your life. It can like bring something into your like subconscious and to present. And honestly, like learning about the properties of each oils and the light and shadow aspects of each sign and bringing like a divine balance between both of them with the power of essential oils has been like really kind of like an amazing thing because I'm a Capricorn <laughs> And my oil works great for me, but it's great, like, seeing other signs, like, really having, like, their scent work for them. And it's, like, yeah. okay, I'm doing my job. It's actually working because mm-hmm. I can't. I mean, I like them all, but I'm only a Capricorn, so. Mm-hmm. That's really cool yeah. um, because, I mean, aromatherapy and herbalism and astrology go hand in hand with each other. So it's cool that you actually decided to combine yeah. those and make something out of it yeah Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because once I started this business it's like I learned more about myself in the process um I'm an online herb school now oh cool yeah it's out of Asheville so it's not like I go and although I would love to do some more like in the field work Mm -hmm. honestly it's difficult here in Cleveland and you can kind of like teach yourself and there's no like credentials to be a certified herbalist really it's more like you have class you have like the, the hour accumulation and then you have like the field work, but everyone says you it's herbalism really is like the people's medicine. It's for everybody and it's not for a select few. Mm-hmm. And so I have a problem with some of these like herb schools that charge like a ton of money yeah. to like learn about it when you can just teach yourself, just find a really good book, mm-hmm. a library and just like research yourself. And yeah, I was fun. listening to a podcast earlier today with a girl that is an herbalist and cool. she has a business called sister spinster. Do you know? I love sister cool. spinster. That's fun. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Cause I have a, um, uh, a tincture actually. Well, it's a flower essence for the Saturn return. Mm-hmm. I actually have it. Um, not with me, but I've been taking that about every day or so. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm in, so we're in Saturn and Capricorn right now. Um, and Saturn's a very slow-moving planet. I was, I, I'm a natal Saturn in Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Um, last time, Saturn in Capricorn is all about, like, debunking uh, status quo and just, like, about karmic debt. A lot of things come to the surface. So, like, if you're not living with integrity, I guess you're going to get a rude awakening because Saturn is, like, no nonsense. Um, it's kind of like the author- authoritarian father figure that, like, gives you like three weeks of grounding if you have like an A minus on your paper or something. But then you look back and you're kind of like, you know, they just wanted the best for me. You know, it's like tough love, but you know, it's hard to like look at it in that way. But Saturn return is all about like going inward and realizing it's like, I guess you can call it, it's not a quarter life crisis, but Mm -hmm. it's sort of like, what's my sole purpose? What am I doing here? And just kind of, you become more aware of like all the things that are standing in your way for mm-hmm. your divine purpose. So it kind of sucks, but it's also mm-hmm. like really eye-opening. Mm-hmm. Well, I, have a, I have a lot of friends going through their Saturn return yeah. like right now. Oh, wow. And they're handling it pretty well, actually. Cool. So yeah. yeah, I feel like a lot of, well, I mean, I'm totally new to astrology, but um, 
a lot of people go through their Saturn returns and they don't actually know that they are going through them. It's true, yeah. But so I'm excited for whenever that happens for me in four or five years. Yeah. That'll actually maybe I'll be able to be more aware about it, about yeah. what's going on and kind of work with it more. So I'm there's kinda... been a lot of an awareness, but when I talk to people like older and ask them like in their 29th year, like, how was that? And they're like, oh, it was the worst year of my life. And I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Um, oh, yeah. So about Sister Spinster, she was talking about how she loves selling her products, but she mm -hmm. also, like, feels weird about it because she wants people to be able to um, not have to pay a lot of money for them and yeah. maybe to be able to, like, make them themselves uh -huh. and how, about capitalism capitalism yeah. and all, how mm -hmm. all that so how does that how have you been have you been thinking about that's, that at all it's interesting that's actually something that um i've been thinking about for a while because part of me is sustainability is very big for me mm -hmm. and you have to constantly be on top of the sustainability and like what's being overly mm -hmm. harvested and what is on the brink of extinction or things you should like or like the watch lists like for example white sage like mm. the kind you burn is yeah on, it's not on the endangered list oh. but it's on the brink because there's so much of it being overly harvested mm -hmm. for smudge bundles which i love and it's just kind of i mean it's not going to go out of it's not going to go instinct it's just being mindful of mm -hmm. where you're buying it from and who's harvesting it right and how they're cultivating it and whatnot but um with my products i've had like multiple people come up to me saying that's it? That's how much you're charging for this? And it's like, yeah, I mean, the thing is, is if I charge any more, who's benefiting? Right. You know, mm -hmm. and it's like, I want to help as many people as possible and I want to make it accessible to everybody mm -hmm. if I possibly can. I mean, I have to eat, obviously, but, right. um, but I'm doing just fine. And I know so many people that are just like, you should be charging this and this and this. And I mean, I understand where they're coming from, and if it gets to the point about, like, supply and demand, just maybe, like, a few dollars more, but honestly, I don't want to charge it more because, like, I feel like so many of these apothecaries that I see, and to each their own, charge way too much for their services, and it's like, but you're only, the only people that can, like, benefit are a select clientele, mm -hmm. and that just rubs me the wrong way, honestly. Like, mm -hmm. I do trades a lot with people, um... I really like to share recipes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Like I have a fire cider recipe oh, on my cool. Instagram mm -hmm. and I had people telling me, hey, you should sell your fire cider recipe. And it's like, well, no, make it at home. Mm -hmm. It's something fun in your kitchen. Yeah. You know, I'll just give you my recipe and people can like buy the ingredients and like make it themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to have to like sell that. It's not my recipe really. Fire cider is the people's medicine. They've mm -hmm. been making that for thousands of years. It And some, some apothecaries do sell it and... That's great, but for me personally, it just feels right to like share the knowledge, mm -hmm. have people make it themselves, yeah. you know. I love that. I think when I saw you at the Cleveland Flea, I was uh -huh. actually probably one of those people who were like, cool. "Wow, that like these aren't this stuff isn't that expensive." And yeah. I th I thought it was oh, really cool <laughs> because um, in the wellness world, um, I feel like so many of these things are for rich people, yeah. and like it's only mm -hmm. accessible like. Yeah. So that makes it really hard for anyone else who's trying to delve into it. Um, yeah. And I've I've experienced that. I think that's the reason why I've kind of priced my stuff a bit lower than normal just because mm -hmm. well I mean, I'm I'm on a budget myself. So like if I want to buy something, it's like what would I pay for it? Mm -hmm. You know, what would I pay for it for yeah. something even like with jewelry and whatnot. I had people like telling me that and it's like what would I pay for it? And it's like, well, 
hmm, how much would I pay for this? How much would yeah. I pay for that? And, you know, it's like a good price, I'd say. And, you know, I think it works out just fine. Yeah. And like I said, I just, if I was only, if I only see a select, if someone like really was in need of something and they couldn't afford it, like, I don't know. It just, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing my purpose. I wouldn't mm -hmm. be doing my job. It just wouldn't feel right. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I like that. That's yeah. really cool. Thank you. Oh, um, so you mentioned how you have different perfumes for different, um, astrological yeah. signs. So for someone who's maybe brand new to astrology and they buy one of those for mm -hmm. say I'm Pisces and I buy okay. one for Pisces. Oh, your birthday coming up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be 24. I love Pisces. Cool. Capricorn and Pisces like go together like so mm -hmm. well. I have so many Pisces friends. It's not even funny. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm Pisces and then my moon sign Scorpio. Ooh, very yeah. water. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So for me, who's new to this, like I'm kind of, I've been delving in, like, I got, like, a moon, like, workbook for the, to work with the new moons. It's the Many Moons book. I actually have it with oh, me cool. right now. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I've been using that to kind of find my way around that, but I'm still, like, totally overwhelmed. So maybe oh, for yeah. those people, how do you suggest that they work with your products? So I like using mine as, like, something daily that I use mm -hmm. because it's sort of like a perfume, so... But it's with essential oils, so the scent isn't going to last very long because it's natural. It will, like, drift away, but you will have aromatherapy benefits mm -hmm. with the essential oils. So I tell people, like, the scent is pretty strong, but it's not, like, you know, it's not like a Victoria's Secret perfume that you right. spray and the scent will be around for, like, the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. It's something that you apply probably for yourself. Mm -hmm. If other people, like, you know catch the drift that's kind of cool right but how I like using mine is first thing in the morning I'll like roll some on my um, pulse points uh -huh. and kind of like take a few deep breaths in um like my neck or like behind my neck um I like keeping one in my car I think that's uh -huh. nice like I don't know if you're I don't know I don't like traffic very much and people are like really really like Lately, I don't know if, well, we just had, like, a lunar eclipse and blue moon, and, mm -hmm. like, the traffic was insane. Like, there was so much, like, road rage out there, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. That stuff, like, overwhelms totally. me. Like, I just, I don't know. But, so, okay, so, for example, when I started my Capricorn blend, because I'm a Capricorn, and one of the things that I struggle with personally is um, overworking myself mm -hmm. and not taking time for myself which I have been doing like lately and it's been like really helpful for me and the Capricorn blend is very earthy and there's some like cypress in there and bergamot and lime which are like citrus uplifting citrus mm -hmm. is very uplifting by nature it's great for like that seasonal depression going on mm -hmm. and just like just a general like uplifting mood and I remember I was a barista and I was working full-time and I was working like 50-hour weeks and the hours were like really insane because you know it's coffee and um, I remember, like, I drew a bath, then in my shift, and I put, I just put some oils in a tub. I was like, mm -hmm. I don't even know what they are. I just threw some <laughs> oils in a tub. And I soaked, and I got out, and I felt like my anxiety's gone. I feel grounded. Mm -hmm. I feel more myself. Like, that's Capricorn blend right there. That's, mm -hmm. that's that. And so I use that for myself when I'm not feeling grounded or not feeling rooted and not feeling very myself. Mm -hmm. So for Pisces... Um, Pisces are super creative by nature <laughs> and they're very, um, very intuitive. Mm -hmm. So there's like sandalwood and mm -hmm. myrrh and, um, ylang-ylang, 
which is really good for like self-worth purposes, which I'm not saying like you don't, but like a lot of Pisces kind of question themselves Mm, sometimes. I definitely do. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Right. And it's just, it's the scent kind of reminds me of like a water sign, but it's also like grounding Mm -hmm. for each sign. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I actually haven't been able to buy any of your stuff. I got it for my sister for her for Christmas. You already got a cancer bath salt, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I only saw those during the holidays, but like, oh, cool. I mean, I can make them for people whenever it's just one Mm -hmm. of those things. It's like, they're cool little gifts. (laughs) Yeah. So I can't wait to buy some, some of your stuff. I'm really excited to try it. Um, there was something I wanted to ask. Oh, do you have a side job or is this this is how my you sustain yourself. full job right now. It's gotten to the point where I can do that. That's awesome. Yeah, this is my second year in business. Mm-hmm. Um, my second year anniversary is actually the last day of the holiday flea. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize it because cool. I had the idea for so long that my actually website launch was like then. Right. Facebook reminded me. Mm, nice. <laughs> I was like, two years on this day. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So it was kind of cool. I was like, oh, my God, I'm like vending a holiday flea right now in second year in business. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Uh, I'm hoping down the road, so I'm also a Reiki practitioner. Oh, okay. I'd love to yeah. talk about that too. That was super, <laughs> yeah. So I've, I actually, I Reiki infuse all my products as well mm-hmm. and everything is lunar solar charged mm-hmm. as well. So it's, I know a lot of people, this is totally off topic. I know a lot of people, um, think that oils or like essential oil blends are like putting the oil in a dropper, putting the carrier oil in there. Mm-hmm. It's done. Like there's a, I mean, some people do that. That's cool. But my stuff's very, um, it's like a 48 hour process. I like cleanse the bottles when I get them mm-hmm. and then I Reiki charge them and add essential oils to them and I'll let them like infuse for a little bit. And it just feels like sacred to me. Mm-hmm. They get a lot of like prep time. Yeah. There's yeah. so much intention behind yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you have to, cause that's like, if you want to like bring healing and have them like work and make sure they have like the best energy in them. And this right. And that. mm-hmm. That's awesome. So I was looking at your Instagram last night, oh, cool. kind of preparing, and Aww. I, uh, so I saw that you were reading the book, um, or you, I don't know when this was, it might have been a while ago, um, You Are a Badass at Making Money. Oh, yeah, that, oh gosh, um, I got that, I, okay, I had like a Barnes & Noble gift card, and I bought that book for myself, I think, in like last March or so. <laughs> no, it's okay, it's an old listen, because um, she, I'm going to butcher her name. Jen Sincero. Yeah. I think that's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. She has the book, You Are a Badass. Yeah, I read the the You Are a Badass, but I haven't read the one that about money. That book has changed my life. Yeah. It's amazing. I think everyone should read it. It's mm-hmm. kind of, again, with holding yourself accountable and looking at your patterns. Um, but I, I've meet, I meet so many people that, and I struggle with it myself. Um, have such a negative relationship with money Mm -hmm. and view it as bad and people with money are bad and whatever and you know when really or or like scared of it I mean like I just like had all these bills to pay so like Mm -hmm. I totally get it but money's energy and with you like claim to the universe that you're like deserving of abundance and deserving of enough to like live your best life because the main bullet point in the book that she like recommends is like we need more people doing badass things mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that are generating the amount of income they can to help people yeah because there's so many people in this world with abundance that aren't doing anything and are harming people mm-hmm. and I think that's amazing that she points that out and it's like when you look at it this way people that are like doing amazing things that are actually helping people we need more people of that in this world and there's so many people out there that are doing just that mm-hmm. and 
money really is just energy. Mm-hmm. And if you like put it out there that I am deserving abundance, abundance like comes to me naturally. It kind of just like, it's not like a magic thing, obviously. And like, you know, but if you believe you're worthy of it, it will just, you know. Right, your thoughts become your reality. It really, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Like, and this is something that, like, maybe five years ago, someone would tell me this and be like, oh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, no, it's, it's wild. Yeah, I've definitely, that idea is new to me, and I've, I'm kind of working with that. Like, I'm paying student loans right now. Like, oh, I have yeah. no money. Yep. So it's, so what are some practices that you have? Like, you mentioned affirmations, but. Affirmations are really powerful mm-hmm. tools. Um, I've, I'm pretty good at having, like, a bullet point. I have, like, a little list by my um, bathroom mm-hmm. mirror in the morning, like, when I wake up. Mm-hmm. It's recommended. I mean, everyone's different, but I like doing it three times a day. Okay. Um, affirmations are big in, like, self-care and taking really good care of yourself as mm-hmm. well. Like, um, drinking a ton of water, taking time to, like, do something that you enjoy, whether it's, like, yoga or reading a book mm-hmm. or going for a walk or whatnot. If you care for your physical body, your mind, body, and spirit, I think the rest follows. Because mm-hmm. if you're from the universe and you don't care and you don't really love yourself, then you're not going to live the life that yeah. you really want, if that makes sense. No, I mean, that's definitely powerful. Yeah. So I've noticed like doing stuff for myself normally, like meditating and you know taking that extra like 30 minutes out of my day just to like do something that I love, whether it's like mm-hmm. reading a book or you know, actually sitting down and eating, like, a really good breakfast in the mm-hmm. morning or something like that, like, something like that mm-hmm. is kind of powerful. Yeah, definitely. Um, so how have you been able to use herbalism and astrology in your self-care practices? So I, I mentioned before that I have been around herbs for a while and, like, love herbal medicine. But um, when I was doing some research, I never knew that, and this is something maybe a couple years ago that I just came across, that each herb has an elemental ruler Mm -hmm. and is ruled by a sign. And that, like, was a total mind-blowing for Mm -hmm. me because there's certain, like, herbs that I just gravitated towards. Like, and I kind of, like, assumed. Like, when I think about, like, energy and, you like, are you familiar with rosemary? I'm Mm -hmm. sure. And how, like, it's good for, like, memory. I didn't know that, but, yeah. Like, they did studies on how rosemary can increase memory or improve memory fortification. Mm -hmm. If you just, like smell your, put some essential oil, diffuse it and whatnot. Okay. And I feel very alert mm-hmm. with rosemary. And that's ruled by fire because it's like grating. And it's like, oh my God, I never knew that. Or like water, chamomile, cerebral mm-hmm. mm-hmm. sleep and all this other stuff. So um, a lot of my products have herbs inside of them that correspond with the element and each sign. So Capricorn, there's some birch bark inside mine. Pisces, put some Himalayan salt inside mm-hmm. with um, jasmine, Ooh. which I think is really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, with herbs, I... So, are you familiar with Susan Weed? I've Yeah, I've heard the name before. Okay, mm-hmm. she's, she's amazing. She is one of the, I think, my favorite herbalists, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, she has... She's like a beacon of knowledge, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I could read her blogs, like, all day. But she has this method of um, infusions, herbal infusions, mm-hmm. of doing those like throughout. Well, you what, what what you do is you take like an ounce of herb and you like brew it in like a mason jar, let it steep overnight to really get like the pure benefits. Of each. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing that with like stinging nettle because it's good for the hair, Ooh, okay. it's good for this lymphatic system, it's good for 
has like trace minerals in it, it has calcium in it, and this woman, Susan Weed, she's older, and she's been doing that, and like her osteoporosis like went away, and they're like, what have you been doing? What have you, and she's like, it's stinging nettle, uh, you know, and like herbs are, I mean, my gosh, and I've been like really into like medicinal weeds and how they grow all around us, mm -hmm. and how we just kill them, and mm -hmm. honestly, like our ancestors have been using herbal medicine for thousands of years. And I think for so long, we've gotten so out of touch and off balance with what's right in front of us, really, mm -hmm. you know, and I think we're slowly starting to get back to our roots and like the genetic memory that we have for and, sure. like, the all natural healing, mm -hmm. you know, and that's yeah. not to say that, like, if something's wrong, do go see a doctor and, mm -hmm. you know, but I think herbs for me have really helped with like so much. Yeah. Where do you find nettles? Nettles, so you can forage them. Probably not now, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, so they're really sticky when you uh, pick them. So mm -hmm. what I like to do is actually order them because okay. this, this, uh, the perker's off. Um, I like ordering mine from Mountain Rose Herbs. Okay, I've heard of Oregon. them. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're certified organic. They're like my all-time favorite. Mm -hmm. If I can't find it locally, I, I order from them because everything is very sustainable. It's organic. It's ethically harvested from essential oils to ingredients to herbs to you name it. And I just love that shop. Mm -hmm. I want to go there someday, just visit. <laughs> mm -hmm. Cool. Um, so maybe for the people who are newer to this, like okay. myself, what are some easy ways to maybe, not easy because it's probably, it's going to uh, take work, but yeah. um, some just starter ways to get into this stuff. Um, into like astrology or herbalism? Herbalism, or? yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, Oh my gosh. Well, I'd say you could just buy a book, but honestly, you don't even have to do that. Mm -hmm. There, You can just like find stuff online, mm -hmm. really. You can even go on YouTube, mm -hmm. Pinterest, a yeah. uh, bunch of stuff, and just like have like a notebook or something and just like take notes or even like go... I'd say like you can grow stuff and learn about that, but that's like more like kitchen herbs, which is great. Yeah. But if you want to learn more about like the herbs you just used in like skincare, body mm -hmm. care, um, herbal teas and whatnot, um, what I like doing is just going and like learning about it through online and just mm -hmm. looking and then you can, I don't know if you like to draw, like, like draw the botany out. Mm. I mean, everyone's I'm different. Open. <laughs> everyone's different. It's mm -hmm. cool. And just like learning about like what each benefit is. What does it do for the body? Uh -huh. um, and just start small. Like even start with like normal stuff like chamomile, lavender, mm -hmm. peppermint, rosemary, yeah. basil. Stuff like you normally have in your kitchen or whatnot. Stuff like spices that you have like mm -hmm. thyme, tarragon, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Cinnamon even. Just like learning about those. And then you can start. There's no wrong way, mm -hmm. I guess. Like for me being surrounded by herbs and being accustomed, it was, it kind of just came natural, but I know some people, you have to like go out and like learn more, but I just mm -hmm. noticed like, just be curious, like even, even the spring when things are blooming, like dandelions, mm -hmm. red clovers, um, things that you just see every, even plantain. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's hard to like describe without like drawing it out. And it's not, it's not the banana, but it's like, <laughs> Um, the leaf that okay. you see growing out mm -hmm. and plantain is like nature's band-aid you can actually like wrap it around wow. your finger give a cut oh my gosh and it's interesting how weeds well not like weeds but like herbs grow mm -hmm. when you need them so like mugwort which is beautiful it's good for pineal gland it's good for wounds it's good for just a bunch of stuff mm -hmm. and it grows by water since it's ruled by the element of water and mm -hmm. you can see it growing by lake erie 
like all the time and like mm -hmm. and it's overly abundant like it just grows what is what does it look like so it kind of looks like parsley oh okay <laughs> it's hard to describe but it's like stock like okay yeah um oh I'd like try to describe it the best I can, but it, the leaves look like parsley, sort of. Mm -hmm. It's like five leaves. It's very dark green. Mm -hmm. um, it's beautiful. It has like a nice like herbaceous scent to it. Mm -hmm. I like it. That's awesome. Yeah. So I just like if anyone's beginning or starting, just like play around. You know, mm -hmm. like I don't know, just be curious. Like learn about everything because there's so much out there mm -hmm. and so much, especially when things start blooming. Like you'd be surprised in Northeast Ohio alone how much like it just grows mm -hmm. like out here on people's lawns and people just spray it with Roundup right. and try to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. It's like, no. Yeah, I'm excited when it gets nice out. I'm going to yeah. go to Lake Erie and try to forage for some mugwort. Yeah, and, the, and it grows back so fast too. And it's mm -hmm. So what are some ways to use mugwort? Um, so it's good for like wound healing mm -hmm. it's good for, um, lucid dreaming if you're okay. into that. It's good for sleep. It's good for relaxation. Mm -hmm. It's good for, um, decalcifying the pineal gland of your third eye. Mm -hmm. It's just incredible. And, um, people use it in like skin creams, mm -hmm. uh, hair rinses. Um, I really, there's Can like, you drink it in a tea? You could. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you want to fall asleep, if you want to increase your um, intuition, because mm -hmm. it decalcifies the pineal gland, oh, cool. has a very herbaceous scent to it. So like you can combine it with like lavender mm -hmm. as a nice like taste or like, mm -hmm. or like some roses or something. I'm allergic to chamomile actually. Oh, so. really? Darn. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I never knew that, but like whenever I drank a cup of chamomile tea, I always have like excruciating migraines so mm -hmm. I'm like oh I guess I'm allergic to it yeah but there's so many other herbs exactly. out there mm -hmm. that have like sedating properties that aren't chamomile mm -hmm. and it's everything so it's mm -hmm. kind of nice that's true yeah um so what are what was it like you mentioned grow you grew up with this stuff and you yeah. kind of grew up in that kind of household so what was that like for you so my parents are like huge gardeners mm -hmm. and they've always like grew their own things and whatnot and um I've always, like, been surrounded by herbs, mm -hmm. and my mom would always, like, have dried herbs and would, like, cook with them and whatnot, and, like, um, my dad as well, and what's interesting is, like, I've always been really fascinated with herbs, and I would always, like, pick stuff in my backyard mm -hmm. and whatnot, and I, I mean, I don't know, some people believe in, like, past lives, I'm very strong in believing in past mm -hmm. lives, and I really believe I was, like, a medicine person a really long time ago. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's, like, a deep-rooted, like, inner knowing Mm -hmm. within because like I just pick something up and I just like know it's really weird wow. and I know I'm not alone a lot of people feel that way yeah and I don't know so it's like I think it's like a fate type of thing so like mm -hmm. when I learn about certain things it's like it just came naturally mm -hmm. um I've always kind of like had an idea that herbs were like my passion mm -hmm. but I never like thought about it as like a business stance mm -hmm. on the road because I just get super passionate when I like make infusions or I pick calendula or like thyme or something like that when they grow and even the lavender I use some of my grown lavender in my body oils and whatnot mm -hmm. and I finally nailed how to like grow it without it dying mm -hmm. <laughs> it has to be very dry very sunny environment um but it's like beautiful to say like I grew that you know, it's just, there's something about it that's just, like, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So were you, were you, you weren't ever resistant to it? I know a lot of people who kind of grew up in those kind of households, they're like, oh, like, it, it was weird. Like, I just wanted my mom to give me, like, 
gushers and like yeah <laughs> just give me NyQuil or something um yeah. but you never really had that resistance I remember like being sick and I know some people are like well I'll go to the emergency room and I was given like a cup of fennel tea instead which cool. is like I know people that like cringe and I think of fennel tea and mm-hmm. I'm like I kind of like it actually yeah. it really helps um or like ginger root or something like that or even like peppermint tea mm-hmm. And as, as as far as my memory goes, it helped. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember getting sick after that, and it always, like, helped me. Um, I think there probably was a time, though, where I was like, oh, God, no. I'm going to go my own way because, you know, it's normal for, like, kids to rebel against right. things their parents do. But then when I, like, learned more about myself, I'm like, you know, I actually really like this, too. Mm-hmm. It's something I'm really passionate about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's inspiring. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. Um <laughs> Let's kind of talk a little bit more about your business. So sure. you mentioned that you, well, you're very intentional around how you craft your products. So how does the moon cycle, does that come into play at all? Yeah, so um, certain moon phenomenons. So for instance, sometimes I will make my products. So a lot of my herbal infusions for my body mm-hmm. oils, my face elixir, um, my cramp elixir, mm-hmm. a lot of my zodiac oils as well i craft on like the eve of the new of the not even, the full moon or on the full moon itself mm-hmm. just i feel like there's extra potency yeah because when you think of like the moon cycles and the energy that flows with them the energy is as it's most potent mm-hmm. when the moon is full i don't mix up on the new moon i feel like the new moon's more about like going within okay. and kind of letting go of things that don't serve you any longer um it's not a really big time for manifesting I, full moon's more of like a manifesting time. So for me, I like making. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like very potent because I feel like when the moon was really, because you know, you can kind of tell like last time our blue moon, we had snow on the ground and everything was very um, luminous. Like mm-hmm. everything was very light. And that's kind of like how our ancestors like kind of knew when like the moon was full, that was like a good time to like do stuff because it was light. It was like bringing light. So for me, crafting my products around that time and then when the moon is full the next time is when I strain it. And what I do with all these infusions is let them sit on my sill, windowsill. Mm -hmm. So they're lunar charged and solar charged. Mm -hmm. The warmth of the sun and the shadowy, like intuitive, deep depths of the moon kind of go into my products, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I notice a difference. I don't know if other people do, but I notice a difference. And it just, there's something about it that's like, sacred like like going back in time I don't know what that means but Mm -hmm. it's like it feels right to me to do that because again with like the fast pacedness of this world it's easy to just crank out a product and Mm -hmm. put it on a shelf without much thought or care going into it right but when you have like herbal oils Mm -hmm. infusing um with like our elements it's kind of beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah I love that that you take so much time to think about it and just the way you make it it's not just about making a product and selling it so yeah. i love that it's Thank really you. cool um so have there been any challenges in starting a business that you've um, had to go through yes so hmm. one of them was and most of it when i think back it's myself mm-hmm. my self-doubt and, right um Times where, you know, I didn't have much money and I didn't know if people would like respond to this very well and I put a lot of time into this business. And, you know, there was a time where I applied like a ton of shows and didn't get into any. Mm -hmm. And 
I got into one and it was in Youngstown and I love Youngstown to this day. Like I'm really grateful they were able to like give me a shot mm -hmm. and got in. So there was a time, I think about a three, four month interval where I launched my business and it was kind of scary because it wasn't really out in the world yet. Yeah. And I didn't know if people were going to like take upon it well. I know I liked it, but you know, trying to like market my product was really hard because I'm like, well, Sam, just go with it. And if it does well, then it does well. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. It's okay. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's one of them, but it was mostly just myself, like limiting myself at times. I've noticed like me being like anxious about certain things and just like allowing, like just surrendering, you know, that's mm -hmm. like a big thing for me is like just surrendering mm -hmm. and just like do what I love. And it will just come when it comes, you know, as long as you're just surrendering and not expecting, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's 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 one of them. I'd say learning about, um, you know, there was a time where I was vending all these shows and I never had a, a vendor's license because I mm. didn't know you had to have Oops. one. Yeah. yeah. So I applied for one and then I got this like penalty notice <gasps> like, um, you have to file it by this date or, or else. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. So I was like learning all about it just mm -hmm. like as I go. And I did it. Like, I just learned it, and I yeah. it was definitely a lot easier than I was making it out to be. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. Like, just the things that stand in my way, and then I've noticed, like, stare fear in the face. Because it's really, it's really, I mean, fear is normal. It's part of our, part of being human, but it shouldn't rule you, mm -mm. you know? Definitely not. Yeah. yeah. And I still, there's sometimes I struggle with that, honestly, but it's been easier to be like, okay, just one step at a time can do this yeah I feel like it's always going to be kind of be there like we're human so it's yeah. going to be there but it's at least becoming aware of it right and learning how to work with that yeah one of the scary things as well is um the growth that has happened uh mm -hmm. you know I live in a two-bedroom in Lakewood which is great mm -hmm. but uh there was a time and it's still kind of like this where my apartment kind of looks like a warehouse there's mm -hmm. like boxes everywhere yeah. packing peanuts and um a lot of stuff everywhere and um, I'm trying to be like as organized as possible but it's just me doing everything mm -hmm. like I don't have an assistant or I don't um, have someone like doing orders mm -hmm. or whatnot it's just me but looking at the growth from this last year and this growth so far in the first month of this year I mean I might have to hire somebody mm -hmm. I don't know if that's gonna come to that quite yet or just execute some more time management but that's like scary in itself is I'm a very like private person mm -hmm. and having people like message me for like a podcast <laughs> thank you though yeah <laughs> it's almost like scary like oh my god someone wants to interview me oh <laughs> but just like it's going outside my comfort zone and just right. doing stuff that like I've never done before mm -hmm. and just having fun while doing it and having yeah. and learning as I go mm -hmm. you know yeah that's totally where I'm at right now with yeah. this whole thing and it's exciting yeah um so what would you say to other people who are making things and they want to put them out into the world and sell them Oh yeah. Um, I tell people just do it and mm -hmm. don't listen to naysayers and don't mm -hmm. listen to people that are going to tell you it's impossible because mm -hmm. I've gotten my fair share of that. And if I listen to every single person that kind of told me like, well, really you can't make a business doing that. Don't listen to them. No. Just if you have like a passion, if you have an inner gut knowing, if you have a feeling, just trust you because that's the only thing that really matters, mm -hmm. you know? And if you're like stuck or at a pitfall or feel stagnant or feel just keep going, mm -hmm. you know, like 
take time to like recoup and regroup and just kind of like keep going. Honestly, it sounds corny. It sounds cheesy, but it really does work. And, you know, if I stopped at my first rejection letter, I wouldn't be where I am. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm really humbled out because I never thought in a million years, like I'd be an entrepreneur because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sometimes I just don't feel like I am and like you're not an entrepreneur. And I'm like, I, I guess I am, but I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to like put myself in that demographic, but if someone wants to like do something, like if you love something and you have an idea, work on it every day, learn something new, Mm -hmm. you know, don't overthink about the perfection piece, Mm -hmm. you know, just like learn as you go and start small. I guess that's the best advice I can like give, you know, all the things mm -hmm. that I struggled with. Right. It comes back to not giving into your fear. So exactly. Mm -hmm. Wow, I feel like we could talk. I have so many different things that I wrote down, but I like where this is going. So um, I guess let me ask you just how all of this work has shaped who you are and how you live your life now. Yeah, so um, it's interesting because when I had the idea, this was 2013, I was 23 Mm -hmm. at the time, um, 28 now. Mm -hmm. I just turned 28 last month. my life is totally different now. Mm-hmm. Uh, learning more because, okay, so I graduated with a public health degree from Kent State. Mm-hmm. I was a dietetic, dietetics major originally. Um, I've always been interested in holistic health. Mm-hmm. I've always been very health conscious of items and food and exercise and everything. And I think that has something to do with my business in part. And part of me kind of wants to go back to school and do that but honestly I think that my path like went took a different turn to sort of like help me like heal myself mm-hmm. in a way because herbalism is like so potent medicine that really heals my body and spirit mm-hmm. as essential oils as well and while learning about my business and doing research I've learned about myself and practice because if I want to be a vessel for creating health and healing on a physical emotional plane it's important that like I do my work and look at myself Mm -hmm. and make sure like I'm following like the same regimen that Mm -hmm. I'm promoting as well so for me it's just like being kind to myself you know not like overworking myself Mm -hmm. you know I used to be like a huge party person Mm -hmm. and that's not to say I don't like go out but like I don't really heavily drink anymore Mm -hmm. you know I'm very um it's interesting to like look at my life even like from a few years ago I have almost like a completely different friend group. Mm-hmm. People I'm surrounded with now are uplifting and positive and we're on the same like plane. Mm-hmm. And I never would have met them mm-hmm. had it not been like, I've met so many incredible people like mm-hmm. as I launched my business that I never really knew existed in the Cleveland area. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just like popped into my life and mm-hmm. it's like, oh my gosh, where have you been? <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's incredible. So, I mean, I could go on and on, but like, my life has really changed for the better, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm more clear. I've done a lot of, like, healing work in my personal life and learning about myself with my business. And when I grow with my... Growing with my business, I guess, I guess you could say, is kind of, like, a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so having a business has been um, really self-developmental. Yeah. A, a self-development experience for yeah. you. So. I've been more like aware of myself, I mm-hmm. think, because I <laughs> I have a habit of being an impatient person. Mm-hmm. And then like sometimes 
something will happen and I'll get like really frustrated and I just look at myself and be like, Sam, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Just like being aware of like what makes me tick and certain items, certain things that like happen or go wrong, you know, because it's easy to like look at like an Instagram log and look, oh, their life's so perfect, right. yada, yada. But and then it's like, it's really not, and nobody's mm -mm. is. Yeah, behind that, oh all gosh. of the yeah. filters and everything, it's not actually, you, you don't know it's what's not. going on. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's one of the things that I think people should know the most mm -hmm. and I've struggled with, but I don't really care too much about Instagram. Like, I use it as a marketing tool, but, like, mm -hmm. there's all these rules and about logarithms, and I'm like, I just do my thing. Yeah. Aquari Aquarians, Venus and Aquarius, the brand is pretty eccentric. You know, so it's like follow my own. Mm -hmm. my own oh, yeah, I was going to yeah. ask you about the name. So obviously oh, yeah. that's an astrological thing, but yeah. how did you decide that? Well, it's funny because I was trying to come up with a name for my business, and everything I was coming up with sounded so corny, and I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't really want my business to be called that. Yeah. I kind of want, like, something that matches me. Because mm -hmm. I'm a Capricorn, but um, I have a Venus and Aquarius in my natal chart. And Aquarians, you know, they're pretty revolutionary. They're pretty quirky. I think of like hippies, mm -hmm. you know, I think of people that march the beat of their own drum, pretty individualistic. Um, so yeah, I know when I was like thinking of names and thinking of myself and like what I like, I was originally Venus and Aquarius on my personal Instagram. I don't even know. It's just something I made mm -hmm. when I made Instagram for the first time, like, I don't know how many years ago. Oh, funny. <laughs> and um, I just was like, Venus and Aquarius, Papa Carey. I kind of like how that sounds. So, I mean, I kind of like how that flows. Mm -hmm. Let's just go with it. Mm -hmm. And it's different. And, mm -hmm. you know, I registered with the state, and, like, obviously no one had the name. So it was perfect. And I'm like, okay, let's just let's just roll with it. That's awesome. Yeah. I like it a lot. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it took a lot of trial and error because I was trying to find the perfect name that, like, matched myself that didn't sound, like, redundant mm -hmm. or, like, cheesy, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned earlier that you don't uh, drink very much, so... I've kind of been going through a little bit of that kind of thing. Like, for in January, I took off. I just did dry January, and I didn't drink nice. at all. That's awesome. And I I started bringing in a little bit because I like having a glass of wine. Or, yeah, yeah, like, I too. love going to breweries and trying craft beer yeah, and all that stuff. Same. Um, but I totally feel like it's opened something up inside of me, like yeah. how having this idea to start a podcast and um, just opened up creativity and maybe even my intuition a little bit more yeah, so I was no. wondering if you went through that yes so it all started I'm pretty sure well this was like 2015 so about three years ago where I really delved deep into my yoga journey mm -hmm. and I stopped drinking for three months completely mm -hmm. um you know I lost weight I was very clear I had more energy in the morning mm -hmm. um you know, like, I really enjoy a glass of wine or, like, a cocktail or mm -hmm. go out with friends once in a while. But, like, I don't really drink that often anymore mm -hmm. for me personally. It makes me, like, depressed and, like, lethargic. Mm -hmm. And I know so many people now that have cut drinking out of their lives completely. Mm -hmm. And, like, their lives have transformed. Mm -hmm. And I have more energy and I had, like, ideas and inspiration mm -hmm. and passion to go about what I wanted to do instead of, like, feeling sorry for myself. And feeling like tired all the time yeah uh yeah so I hear you I honestly think that well, alcohol is a depressant by mm -hmm. nature and I think it depends on 
how you're vibrating like if you're in a high vibration like celebrating i think it's mm-hmm, fine mm-hmm. but like i don't like going to bars mm-hmm. there's really like low entities in there mm-hmm. like really bad energy you just mm-hmm. walk in and you just feel like oh yeah claustrophobic and that there could be like nobody nobody in there and you just mm-hmm. feel claustrophobic mm-hmm. being in these places and it's like you know I don't know if you're an empath. You probably are. Pisces are pretty empathetic folks. Yeah, like kind of um, mm-hmm. absorbing like energies like a sponge. Mm-hmm. Honestly, sometimes I feel like I pick up on all these things, mm-hmm. and then I feel anxious. And I'm like, I don't think this is mine. I think this is something else. Mm-hmm. So it's like clearing that, mm-hmm. um, being aware of what brings you down and what really helps you thrive. And alcohol is one of those things that, like, in excess, does not mm-hmm. help at all. Yeah, you know? it really blocks blocks you somehow it's like it creates like a film like over your intuition almost yeah it's weird and it's so big in our culture because even like in cleveland there's breweries popping up and Mm -hmm. everything and it's so easy hey let's go here later hey let's go here and like okay sure but you know i think that's one of the things like in this culture in our age demographic it's so hard for people to like meet somewhere and do something Mm -hmm. that isn't going to a bar or isn't drinking Mm -hmm. um i think there's like a shift though Mm -hmm. i think there's a big shift for sure but I think it's been one of the main things that people are having trouble with. They know alcohol is bad for them. They know they don't like how they feel when they drink, but they still do it mm-hmm. because they want to be social. They want to connect with people. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to be around people. They don't want to just sit at home. But what's the thing everyone does is drink. Mm-hmm. So it's like a social thing. But I think there's like a shift going on where people are slowly realizing, hey, I don't like how this makes me feel. Let's do something else. And they create the ripple effect. And mm-hmm. then other people follow suit. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. Have you heard of Ruby Warrington? Never. Oh, you should. She has a book called uh, Material Girl in Ooh. No Mystical Mystical Girl in Material World or something. Cool. Um, I just read it, and she kind of came up with this movement called Sober Curious. Cool. And so she does it in New York City with this other girl. I think she works with this girl named Biet Simkin. She's like a meditation nice. guru sort of girl. Um, so she holds these events where it's they have like a sober dance party or like oh my god yeah that's cool. it's really cool and yeah. in her book she kind of talked about it a little bit about how like she still drinks a little bit she's not completely sober yeah. um and how she how she decides if she's gonna drink like is it because I'm hungry am I craving something yeah. or am I masking a certain emotion that's exactly mm-hmm. I think most of the time we drink because what's the reason most people drink to take the edge off, take mm-hmm. the edge off. What are we running from? It's mm-hmm. so easy for people to drink when they're pissed or when they're stressed out or unhappy because they don't want to feel mm-hmm. what's going through. And I think, and as scary as it is for some, I think feeling it is really the key. Because like if you don't feel your emotion and don't process it and let it go, it's still going to repeat itself. Yeah, exactly. So you're only masking the problem mm-hmm. and nothing putting a band aid on it. Exactly, and you know for me personally, actually allowing myself to, like, feel things and just, like, have my moment of, like, not being okay Mm -hmm. and letting myself, like, feel it and then moving on and you feel like there's such a weight lifted Mm -hmm. and it's, like, more wisdom in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely having a mindset shift around alcohol and I think if there's more education about this and how, yeah, you can maybe enjoy it just because... It's fun to taste all these different wines and beers, but maybe if there's more education around the mindfulness around it, maybe there won't be so many problems with alcoholism and kids going to college, you know, blacking out. I didn't even drink last night for Super Mm -hmm. Bowl Sunday. Oh, yeah. 
everyone was around me because I mean I live alone but like my whole unit was celebrating Super Bowl mm-hmm. and everyone was like I have great neighbors and I'm just like I'm not drinking mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you though yeah <laughs> wow yeah um cool so let me see what else what else oh can you maybe recommend some I know you mentioned maybe just going on the internet but maybe some books that you've read that have yeah. helped you with oh, herbalism wow. and maybe even astrology as well Hmm. Interesting. I'll probably need a minute. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Okay, so I really like the Susan Weed book, and I don't know the whole name. I have it at home, but it's... I don't know the whole name, but Susan Weed has this book, and it's into herbalism, and she's probably my favorite. For astrology, I really like the birthday book, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole book of birthdays is mm-hmm. incredible. Um, I'm not really big on like books with astrology though. I found my most information online mm-hmm. through astro.com, okay. um, learning about vlogs, um, tracking the transits that we're in right now mm-hmm. and learning about them and what's going on personally on a personal level. Um, I'm not much help here with books because mm-hmm. I don't have that many books on the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of learned through like the internet and, um, My mom used to be a rep. Well, not a rep. She didn't sell, but she had, like, all this Young Living material. I don't buy my oils from Young Mm -hmm. Living. I don't personally recommend any MLM, um, multi-level marketing, Mm -hmm. essential oil brands like doTERRA and Young Living. Some people do, and that's totally okay. But I think there's better... I I just question the seed to seal process. I don't think it's as legitimate as everyone thinks. Mm -hmm. But my mom had this huge book on learning about the dilution properties of each oil and how to dilute them properly for skin use and age. So that was a huge marker of like how mm-hmm. to dilute things by percentages, but you can find that online. Yeah. Um, you don't need to buy the huge book from you mm-hmm. know, living or anything. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah, but I just like looking at like blogs and, mm-hmm. um, big databases. Um, the encyclopedia of magical herbs okay. is a great one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Lewidwin that write, writes, that wrote it I don't mm-hmm. 100% know but it's incredible to learn about like the magical properties of herbs and um, their their planetary rulers and their medicinal properties as well as their magical properties mm-hmm. if you believe in like um, paganism or Wicca mm-hmm. some people do <laughs> awesome so you really use inter- the internet as a resource yeah and there's so mm-hmm. much out there and like I I have some books and like they're okay but I'm trying to like cut back on how much I own. So it's like okay. you can find everything mm-hmm. online. Right. It's like perfect. Mm-hmm. It's not to like rent a book out. Although the library is a great resource. Yeah, I've <laughs> been using it because I'm broke right now. So no, yeah. I love I love buying books. I love having new books, but Same. definitely the library has been a good oh, yeah. resource for me lately. Oh, yeah. Um, so where do you get most of your herbs and essential oils? You mentioned mountain rose herbs. Yeah, I love mountain rose herbs. So that's actually the number one place where I get most of my essential oils and herbs is through them. They have sustainability practices. There are actually some essential oils that honestly should not be extracted at all, and yet some companies still do, like rosewood. Mm -hmm. Um, Rosewood's on the endangered list. They're cutting down the trees faster than they can grow back Mm -hmm. um, to extract the oil, and it's just kind of frightening that some companies are still selling rosewood. Um, Indian sandalwood and mm-hmm. Hawaiian sandalwood are also on the endangered list. Um, I buy Australian sandalwood, use it in very small amounts, and it's ethically harvested, but it's not in a lot of my products just for that reason. Uh, 
and there's some companies that do sell those and I just don't buy any products from them because I know it's like supporting a company that it's just looking for a profit and just mm-hmm. trying to extract oils for money's sake. Yeah. Sort of like the whole ginseng thing from the 80s. They overharvested ginseng and oh, okay. now it barely grows mm-hmm. for its properties. But um, I like Flora Copea. Co- I'm totally going to butcher that. Very small batched um, essential oils. Um, nature's gifts. Mm-hmm. Another This woman, she uh, knows folks with farmland that distill their own oils themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's really like a seed to seal, like a really authentic seed to seal process. Mm-hmm. But they actually have the land and they're actually like harvesting it and extracting mm-hmm. it themselves, which cool. I think is really amazing. Um, that's what I would love to do down the road, but that's like so much chemistry. Yeah, and... I was wondering if you were <laughs> interested in doing your making your own essential oils. I would love that, but maybe like some other time, just because mm-hmm. I have to learn like I mean, oh my gosh, so much plant matter goes into right. making oils. And you want to like, do it right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like lemon balm and rose. Like, oh my gosh, what's the, what's the, it's like a whole pound of um, roses makes oh, like one drop. It's crazy. It's insane. It's insane when you think mm-hmm. of like how much that is and people just like drop, yeah, drop, so drop. I'm like, wondering so if, sacred. yeah, if rose oil is really anything that we should be using just because it's so they're really expensive mm-hmm. for a reason and um rose is extremely expensive so i would recommend like dilute 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 okay. like um honestly i just use like very tiny drop per blend mm-hmm. with rose in it just because like you're getting the properties just fine um but roses grow so abundantly mm-hmm. i don't think it's a problem and the rose oil is so expensive that it lasts you a really long time I don't read anything about roses being on danger just because they grow okay. so vibrantly, mm-hmm. but it's something definitely to keep like mindfulness about mm-hmm. because things like citrus, like grapefruit, lemon, lime, stuff like that, that's pretty much in abundance. Like rosemary, lavender, stuff grows wild all the okay. time. Thyme, thyme, <laughs> basil, all that other stuff. Pretty um, chamomile, pretty vibrant, but um, I'm always like trying to keep on top of certain things, like actually. So my um, bath salts, I think actually the one... The, the cancer uh, one? Yeah, mm-hmm. there was dead sea salt in Ooh. it. And um, I'm actually not using dead sea salt anymore in my products because the dead sea is pretty much actually gone completely. Wow. Because they're over-harvesting the salt from mm-hmm. the dead sea mm-hmm. for therapeutic properties. But the dead sea is like almost completely gone. Mm-hmm. Completely. Oh my goodness. And it's not, har- it's not ethical at all. There's mm-hmm. like holes in the dead sea. And... Atlantic sea salt actually has the same properties, but mm-hmm. it's evaporating. So they're not like going in and like taking the salt. Oh, it's okay. like from evaporation. Got it. So, and the Atlantic Ocean's huge mm-hmm. and it's pretty abundant. So I mm-hmm. use Atlantic sea salt in a lot of my stuff now. Um, things that I just learned, because like I love dead sea salt, but I'm like, oh God, you know, it's one of those things that down the road I might have to switch some ingredients out because of that. Like white sage, I had a blend that was like a kind of like a a smudging body oil mm-hmm. and um i might still make it but i won't add white sage into the blend because mm-hmm. of that pr- pr- purpose right yeah, yeah there's i've heard about a lot of like cultural appropriation yes. talk around that's big yes smudging so i wonder yes. do, what are your thoughts on that oh gosh okay so um i used to sell smudge um smudge bundles and palo santo mm-hmm. sticks at some of my shows just because I, for my purpose alone, they were ethically harvested and individually wrapped. Yeah. And I was very, um, very like key on trying to be mindful about it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to like help people as possible. So I really marked down, marked these down 
and this is a show that I did in Chicago, Renegade, mm-hmm. Renegade Craft Fair. I don't know if you're familiar. No. Great mm-hmm. show. Cool. Um, there was a couple that came by. It's a two-day event. So this was a Saturday right before we closed down for the evening. Um, a couple came by and saw my Palo Santo, and I was selling them for $2 a stick. And they asked me, you're only selling these for $2? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, there's somebody over there selling a stick for $8. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I mean, like, I was just taken aback. Like, oh, my God, seriously? And he's like, I'm South American. This is, like, appropriating my culture. Yeah. That they would even sell it that much. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And they bought some of mine. They're, like, they're really grateful that I was only selling it for $2. But um, that really made me to made me think of like honestly like I'm not Native American mm-hmm. um I found that out through an ancestry test I thought oh cool there was like an urban legend that maybe our family did mm-hmm. I don't know who said that but they were lying because I don't <laughs> but um no I just being more mindful of learning about the sacred purification tools mm-hmm. and I think if you're like aware of it it's okay I personally sometimes don't feel right like using sage and this and that but there's so much it's so popular and mainstream now like mm-hmm. urban outfitters sell smudge right. ones yeah <laughs> oh my god like you see it everywhere now and it's like even like sage elator hater or like mm-hmm. just all this like trying to make it very com- commercial and it's like kind of taking away the sacredness of mm-hmm. sage and what it's really about and you know it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So mm-hmm. I don't sell so much ones anymore. Okay. Yeah. You know? And if I grow my own like garden sage, mm-hmm. totally. Mm-hmm. But like, and if I actually like bundle it myself, but to buy the white sage that I didn't bundle and I don't know who did, um, on like wholesale, it just doesn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. So I don't do it anymore. Yeah. It's so weird how people just are making money off of yeah. another person's culture. It kind of like, I, and my intention was to like help people like purify and just like, awaken like ways to purify the energy in the place and then I realized like I don't want to appropriate a culture that I'm I am not and that's not mm-hmm. my intent so I'm just not going to do this anymore right yeah you know? mm-hmm. so I think being aware and some people like don't even aren't even thinking of it that way but it's definitely something to like be more aware of mm-hmm. it's big yeah definitely so you mentioned you did a um, ancestry test did yeah you say? <laughs> yeah I just did um we sent our my spit in for 23 and me so i'm kind of excited to um actually i have i did an ancestry um i did 23 and me as well with my mom mm-hmm. i bought her a kit during thanksgiving mm-hmm. and she like hasn't sent it in yet i don't know but i did mine again just because i want like a different um uh i guess like opinion mm-hmm. but uh it blew my mind actually because um i follow the wheel of the year and that's very celtic mm-hmm. and it, my test came back 24 percent irish Whoa. Um, well, that's like Irish Scotland, Wales. Mm-hmm. I have family in the lower section of the UK, Cornwall. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's almost by France. Um, but I have no UK in my ancestry, mm-hmm. like 3%. Mm-hmm. And it's all like from Ireland. And then I have Europe West. And I think there's a big thing with like genetic memory and like learning about um, where you come from mm-hmm. and certain things that like you do that you're not even aware of. Like, I love Greece. Mm-hmm. I think it's a beautiful place. I've always It's a place I've always wanted to visit. Mm-hmm. I got 18% Italy, Greece in my ancestry. And I'm Whoa. Like, Where did that come from? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a cool little, like, mm-hmm. surprise when you learn things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 20% Scandinavian. Like, weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just fascinating. So, like, learning about that and learning about 
Um, I've been doing some research off to the side, but I'm getting a lot of dead ends because no one did censuses back in the day. Okay. But trying to find out like more about my ancestors. But I have a very there's a strong line in southern PA, which is like Appalachia, and they do a lot of herbal medicine. There's a lot of um, they call them granny witches. Mm-hmm. It sounds kind of corny, <laughs> but like people that follow like the Appalachian witchcraft and Appalachian herbalism. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're good. And, and um, reading about some of my ancestors and how some of them were like hands-on healers, like Reiki practitioners mm-hmm. back in the 1800s. Wow. And some of them did like seances. I don't do seances, but <laughs> I think it's kind of cool that back in the 1800s yeah, they did. Yeah, it's kind of fascinating. Finding out that like one of my great-grandparents um, like sued a man in 1913 for breach of promise to marry. And it's like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that's like unheard of back in that day. That's really cool. Right. <laughs> so um, I recommend it to everybody. I know there's like things you've read in the fine print about ancestry tests. If mm-hmm. you're not comfortable with doing it, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. But I really think when you learn more about yourself, where you come from, right. it's really fascinating. Yeah, and to utilize what they did. Like um, that herbalist sister spinster was talking about that on her the podcast i was listening to and how she works a lot with her ancestry and instead of appropriating other people's cultures and finding out where she comes from Uh and working with that spiritually and yeah it's really cool i've been feeling very like in tune with like the celtic Mm -hmm. paganism i don't know what what she said she was or whatnot or what i um, can't remember right now but it's I've been following a lot of that, and it's fascinating when I, I feel like really rooted um, when I follow more of like the Celtic Wheel of the Year and the witchcraft of that, and follow like mm-hmm. the goddesses that follow Celtic rule. And I think it's very fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. And I guess I have Viking in my blood now too. So wow! I don't follow much Nordic stuff, but mm-hmm. it's kind of fascinating. If I wanted to, I could. Yeah. It's so interesting. I'm really excited to get my results back. Oh, it's fun. You'll have Mm -hmm. a lot of fun. You can find, like, third cousins you never knew you had and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I think there's two more things that I want to talk about, and then I'll get into, like, maybe quick fire questions. So you mentioned that you were – are you Reiki certified? Um, I am, yeah. So I got my Reiki one and two two years ago, and then about a year passed, and I wasn't really doing much with it, but – I decided to get my Reiki master with a good friend of mine, mm-hmm. my friend Gwen. Mm-hmm. She works at Abide Yoga in Larchmere. And we decided to get our master, Reiki master, together. And, um, oh my gosh, it was incredible. Um, I don't... People have asked me if I'm going to be, like, a practitioner, if I want to, like, do sessions with folks, and I mm-hmm. can do that. But to be honest, I'm not sure if I'm feeling called to do that quite yet. Right. I'll do, like, Reiki circles with friends and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like doing it with my products. I confuse my products mm-hmm. with Reiki. Who knows what might happen down the road. Reiki is a very... Anybody can do it. It's mm-hmm. not just for, like, a select few. Okay. And if anybody tells you that you have... If you're, like, the gifted one to do mm-hmm. Reiki, they're lying. Do not listen to them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anybody can learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, just to get the certification means that you're aware of the symbols and you've been attuned to the symbols symbolism. And you can teach if you want to, and you can practice if you want to. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty incredible, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, since I've been in tuned, I've been seeing. I mean, I see a lot of 
like 11 11 anyway mm -hmm. but ever since i've gotten attuned i've been seeing it like at least once a day wow and it's like okay spirit guides ancestors how's it going yeah <laughs> what do you think that message means i think so i've always thought it was kind of cosmic and mind-blowing that if you just look somewhere and see the number you're just having to glance at your phone and see 11 11 out of the blue that's like no coincidence. Mm -hmm. Your angels are trying to get your attention okay. and say that they're mm -hmm. present. People say it's manifestation number. Mm -hmm. It could be that as well. But I think it's like a sign that like your guides are like mm -hmm. around you at all times mm -hmm. and surrounding you. And, hey, how's it going? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Same. Yeah. Um, wow. I could talk to you. I, I, I feel like I could have a whole <laughs> another yeah. episode with you. No, <laughs> this is like super cool. I like mm -hmm. this as well. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So maybe we'll do another episode I'm in totally the future. I'm totally done with that. Cool. Totally. Because I feel like we kind of touched the surface and yeah. we could even dig a little bit yeah. deeper. I'm like super ner I was like super nervous to begin and mm -hmm. now I'm like, this is totally, I love this. Yeah. It feels easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one more thing and then we'll get into the quick fire. Okay. So do you have, are you, ex what are you excited about with your business? Like, do you have any upcoming projects? Um, I have one thing in the works, which I can't really say right, right mm -hmm. now, but I'm hoping to have it launched by April or so. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. Mm -hmm. I'm working on that. And again, going on my comfort zone and doing all that, like, kind of, kind of nerve-wracking, but very exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, I have that. Um, I'm looking to do more retail and, like, subscription boxes throughout the U.S., Ooh, like, branch out mm -hmm. through, um, the U.S. Because one of the powerful things about social media is meeting all these other apothecaries at the U.S. Mm -hmm. And I've met so many women, and our products are sort of similar but very different. Mm -hmm. We all have our own spin on it and our own energy in it. And it's beautiful because it's like we're all being brought together by mm -hmm. like some universal force, if that makes sense. So it's mm -hmm. like learning about that and um, putting together like subscription boxes maybe is something I'm thinking of doing or just like branching out. Mm -hmm. And that's like scary for me, but also kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. So... That, um, I have a website launch coming. Oh, good. I'm only on Etsy at the moment, mm -hmm. and the website, like, has been a long overdue thing. It's, mm -hmm. you know, I work on it, then I put it off because I'm not HTML friendly. Nope. <laughs> you know, I have the Squarespace domain all bought, but mm -hmm. I'm, like, working on it, and that I want to have launched very soon. Cool. Etsy's good, but mm -hmm. I want to have my own website. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, at the moment, that's it. Cool. Well, well listeners, and I will keep our eyes peeled for all of those things. So cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's, I'm going to ask you just, these are easier questions. So you can just kind of say whatever comes okay. to your mind yeah. first. Um, so favorite book do you have? I don't, oh you, gosh. Are you, you said you don't have too many books. You mainly use it. Oh, I, 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 I love to read though. Okay, cool. I love to read. My mm -hmm. gosh. Uh, I have like a thousand. <laughs> you can a name a couple. Okay. If I had to pick one, um, the Glass Castle Ooh, is mm -hmm. my favorite book I of like all time. And it's funny that people think, why that book? I have no idea. It's just one of those books that I can pick up all the time mm -hmm. and read. It's incredible. And um, another book is The Four Agreements. I have never heard of that. Oh, my gosh. Um, Don Raquel Ruiz. I'm probably getting that wrong. Okay. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I'll try to look it up and um, I can put it in the show notes. Another, too. another. It's a very, it's like a self-help book, but it's also not a self-help book. Okay. It's a, like a day read, afternoon read. Oh, cool. Um, and it, it's a, it's a game changer for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll look into that. Yeah. Favorite musician or yes. band? Okay. That's easy. 
the Beatles have been a huge influence okay. on my life. Mm-hmm. They're my like the gateway band to like everything else right. in my life. Music is a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. A lot of my products have um, rock and roll names. Awesome. Um, oh my gosh, big influencers are like Joni Mitchell, mm-hmm. Janis Joplin, um, like Pink Floyd a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I have so many favorite musicians. It's not even funny. Like I can go on and on. It really depends on my mood. Again, with like mm-hmm. the seasons, every every like. Every season has, like, a genre or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I like The National a lot right now. I've been listening Ooh, nice. to a lot of The National. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Favorite spot in Cleveland? Hmm. My favorite spot? Well, right now, I'd say... I really like The Root. I go to The Root oh, a lot okay. right yeah, now. I go there sometimes, But too. I really do love um, the... The Rocky River Reservation is mm-hmm. a place I like to go mm-hmm. to a lot. I really, really love the um, the Solstice Steps by the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's these are all questions that like I totally know. Right. But I just I love all of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, do you have any favorite like restaurants or shops in Cleveland? Yeah. So, um, ooh, my favorite restaurant at the moment is Spice. I haven't been there yet. Oh, it's so good. It's probably, like, the best food I've had in a really mm-hmm. long time. I also like Citizen Pie a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been there. I haven't been there yet either. There's one in Waterloo, and there's one um, on West 25th. Okay. Uh, delicious. Like, mm-hmm. I think the best pizza I've had in, like, a really long time. So good. Okay. Like, really, really good. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to go there soon then. So good. Awesome. Um... Is there maybe a best piece of advice that you've received that really resonated with you and you still think about? Yes. Oh, wow. Um, one, don't think, don't take anything personally. Mm-hmm. And this is one that a good friend told me and really has been kind of like a mantra. And it's like what other people think of you is none of your business. I love it. Because mm-hmm. it really isn't. And it's not mm-hmm. about you at all. Mm-hmm. And um you know, you could spend all day overthinking, why doesn't this person like me? Why doesn't other people think of you? It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. not your business. And, and yeah, thinking about that really will hold you back anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, perfect day, no work or obligations. Oh man. <laughs> perfect day would be sleeping in until eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, going out for breakfast like later, mm-hmm. and then just like. Oh my gosh. I don't really always say shopping because honestly, my perfect day shopping isn't one of them because I don't really do that. Mm-hmm. It's more like just spending time and reading a really good book by the lake or mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. and just like having like me time outside mm-hmm. or even if it's indoors, just like put some candles lit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice. Perfect. Yeah. Um, one famous or not famous person, dead or alive, that you would want to have dinner with? Oh man. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I do know. Hmm. Oh, gosh. See, this is one of those things. Can I have, like, a whole party come? Sure. Yeah, you can a whole dinner table. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, don't, if you don't, if you don't have like one, a, pick more than this one. This is the life, the life of Sam. I overthink everything. Um. Well, okay. 
I'll think of one because I actually, I just reread The Diary of Anne Frank again. Okay. And I know I have not read the book in a very long time, but I could totally see myself having dinner with her. Awesome. That's, I would never have expected really anyone to say that. That's really cool. I know. I mean, mm-hmm. either. I just, that's the first thing that popped in my mm-hmm. mind. I would totally, very wise. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Anything else you want to share? Um, I'd also have dinner with Stevie Nicks. Oh, fun. <laughs> in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow, I don't really know. Just anything you wanted to talk about that you didn't get to talk about? Um, I think I'm good. I cool. don't really know what else I didn't cover, honestly. Yeah, well, um, we'll have to have we'll have another episode. Yes, please. This would be wonderful. A sequel. Yes. Um, so where can people find you and where can people buy your stuff? Yeah, so um, my, so my Etsy is um, Etsy slash shop slash the Venus and Aquarius because mm-hmm. Venus and Aquarius Poppy Care was too long for um, okay. a business name on there. Um, you can find me at Venus and Aquarius Poppy Care on Instagram mm-hmm. and on Facebook. And the shop Etsy right now is the only place where um, you can buy my stuff, but I have three shows this weekend. Um, I'm doing a Lava Lounge Bazaar on Friday from 6 to 10. Lava Lounge is on Auburn. It's in Tremont. I don't know the exact address, but it's like right on mm-hmm. Auburn. Um, unfortunately, I don't think this episode will air until oh, maybe okay. later but no worries what so what are some of the you mentioned that show do you go back to those shows ever like um so I do some Cleveland Bazaar events mm-hmm. um and the Cleveland Flea mm-hmm. I think the first one will be in April um I'll be doing some of those as well cool um uh the show season's kind of just starting so I don't really know like my schedule at the moment mm-hmm. but Cleveland Bazaar and Cleveland Flea are the two that I'm mostly affiliated okay, with cool like right now that are local. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Yeah. And then keep eyes peeled for a website coming soon. Very soon. Cool. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this. It was really yeah, fun. This was like a lot of fun too. Yeah. Cool. All right. Wasn't Sam so cool? If you didn't get enough of her in this interview, go follow Venus and Aquarius on Instagram. Also, the Cleveland Flea has started again, so if you're in the area, you can find her there. Follow the Cleveland Flea on Instagram for updates. Also, check out Sam's Etsy shop if you aren't in the Cleveland area. She has so many beautiful products, and she's a lovely person, so it would be awesome if you supported her. Actually, I'm probably going to wander over to her Etsy page when I'm finished recording this. I'll post links to all of these things in the show notes. If you enjoyed the conversation, stay tuned for another episode soon. For updates on the podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at museroompodcast, all lowercase, all one word. And if you have any questions or if you just want to say hey, you can email me at museroompodcast at gmail.com. Well, thank you for listening, and I cannot wait to chat with you again soon.